loving me I loving you Mothers and fathers Husbands and wives Sisters and brothers Friends for life Won't live in the past All I wanna do now Is making it last There are a lot of persons who listen or watch this podcast who are parents. There are some like myself who, because of your profession, you actually end up being a parent to so many other persons because I'm an educator. This whole idea of tween, though, might be a new concept for some. So we're going to have a conversation with Scott Hanley. He's a writer, an author, and we're going to be talking about how can you stay connected even in the tween years? Yes, you heard me right, the tween years. So Scott Hanley, writer, author, is going to just tell us about that. Scott, welcome. Thank you very much, Noreen. So, so tween. Yeah, go ahead. But what, what does that mean, tween years? Uh, so the, the book I first wrote called The Dad Connection really was about how I was building a relationship to my boys when they were young. Mm -hmm. And that those children, when they're between say five and six and 10 and 11, what a beautiful window that is. At least it was for me, it was just marvelous. And every part of the day and the evenings were just full with a richness and an exchange that was really nice and sweet. And not that our kids get less sweet, but they get a lot more distracted when they get older. And we mm. all know this. Now, how does a parent convert six, seven, maybe eight, possibly even 10 years of one kind of way of relating to their children to another one like that? And it seems like it almost happens like that. It certainly happens within a year where our child really starts to think on their own really starts to express on their own, really starts to experiment on their own. Mm. Well, that didn't happen much. And we have to start the real trick with managing the tween years, in my opinion, I did it. And I did it with two very capable, active, awake, want to do everything boys, mm. right? And I appreciated that in them in the first place. And so I, I worked hard as a teenage or dad to make sure they could have access to everything they thought they might want to do. That's a lot of work. It was a lot of work. And, and, and there was an awful lot of driving in it. There was an awful lot of doing stuff that would I prefer would not, I would like to have done something else for me, right? Not exactly possible most of the time when you've got to pick one up at a soccer game another one up at a basketball gym mm -hmm. anyhow that was my life and I embraced it I, I didn't like I considered it a and not an honor but a, a responsibility that I really wanted to learn how to enjoy nice. I think one of the critical things about that transition from child to teenager the onus is on the parent to, to recalibrate, mm. readjust how they talk to this child, how they, what they ask them to do, what they ask them not to do. And we have to rethink our, our experience with them. But it is really hard, Marine, because we just logged up 
thousands of hours of trying to behave and, and function with them in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So if the parent can make that shift, uh, I have found in so many occasions with talking to many, many other kids that the child will come along with them. They really will. But because they become these independent little energy factories mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that start to get big and start to be, have more capacity to, to affect the life outside of them, mm-hmm. we have to be a little careful with what we really want them to be a part of and what we don't want them to be a part of. Mm-hmm. But we still have to let them be. Now, the real thing in the, and by the way, I am writing a second book. And it's about teenagers. It's about the, I'm calling it treading water. Ah. Because essentially, um, when I was being trained as a lifeguard, one of the things that we had to do every day was swim out in this cold freezing lake and tread water. And there would be a few other people that would come out and try to sneak up on you, right? So if you, and they were going to try to pull you under, that's the whole idea. Anyhow, I, I learned how to tread the water with my head up and looking around all the time. And that's really what it was like for me as a dad with these teenage boys. I was in the pool with them, but I wasn't really swimming with them. They were doing their own thing, but I was watching out for them. Mm. Mm. And so the, it, it allowed me to see them and watch how they were reacting with their teenage friends and w- listening to how they were proposing ideas and exchanging with them. And I said, I have to learn how to do this with them, not my way. And so I started relearning all over again, Mm. uh, how to be a dad to that new person. Because essentially, it was a new person. I mean, Mm. the heart and the soul and the spirit was exactly the same, but the layers of their own life started to pile on, on them. And much was coming, filtering, filtered through that as well. And I felt my job was to hold those, those four rules that I had together even more tightly and almost make them a demand mm-hmm. and then try to realize where I could let them be free. And I you, worked on it. I, I thought about what can I let them just do? Hmm. So, I'm, I'm going to get back to that a little bit, but, but for you then, you made a conscious effort to readjust, recalibrate. Do you think then that that is basically the core then for anybody listening or watching as a parent to then stay connected? Because that period can be a difficult period of of parenting, I'm sure. So do you think that then probably forms the core of of really staying connected with you? In our previous uh, talk, you asked me one of the core steps that you have to have and i said the Mm -hmm. very first one is that you have to want to Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and it's a little easier to want to do it with a child because it's a little they're a little bit like a puppy they're a lot they're almost as much fun as they are work right 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 with a teenager the funness goes away a little bit and it's a lot a little bit harder I think the commitment on the parent to really want to do it, to want to understand their children and want to understand their children's life, go to the school, look at it, meet their friends, fight them mm-hmm. over for dinner, 
uh, go to the whatever events they want to go to. And I did all that when they were like 10, 11, 12, and 13. So that by the time they were 14 and 15, Marina, I could almost just let them go. And I, mm-hmm. I, was, I was knowing how what they were feeling before they left. And if they felt they needed maybe needed a little something, a little adjustment psychologically or emotionally, I would try to do that. Otherwise, I would say, you know, you know all the rules, you know what to do and just be a nice person. Mm-hmm. I tried to keep it really simple. And I think that's also another real challenge, which I want to write a lot about, is how to keep it simple when they become teenagers. Hmm. The hmm. the tweener name is a little bit awkward for me because they're not between anything. They are growing into something. And uh, that's a lot different than the space we sort of create in our psychology that they're between something. They're not. They're growing into another actual person. And that person is solidly based in who they are when they were zero years old, right? They're still part of their soul and their spirit. But so much other outer fabric is now in play that they're having to manage to, to mm-hmm. ma- navigate, manage, mm-hmm. and try to understand. So they are they are different. So they're not between anything. They're not going to become that ten year old kid when they're thirty years old. That's going to happen. It's a there, misnomer. There, there, there is somebody who who is listening, and in their minds, they're going to say, "I'm the parent." I'm the one who should be showing them, showing them the direction they're supposed to head. You said earlier that they should let them be. Hmm. So somebody I'm sure is having that difficulty with that, but we're gonna get back to that right now, just after we take a short break and get a word from our partners. Photography is an art. But more so, photography must come from the heart. Precious moments, priceless times. Take a pic and know it will turn out fine. For beautiful captures, email us at bmcphotographyja at gmail.com or call us at 876-350-7089. BMC Photography JA beautiful moments captured are you struggling to become an effective communicator let noreen daily the communication specialist get you there services include communications consultancy one-on-one coaching public speaking and debate training leadership and team building sessions plus much more visit noreendaily.com for more info noreen daily redefining the way you communicate are you looking for one-of-a-kind products customized to suit your needs? Then shop at Trending Things, the place where customization is always an option. From personalized gifts to apparel, accessories, drinkware, and home decor, you name it, we make it. Get your favorite designs on any item for party favors, weddings, graduations, or any special occasion, all at affordable prices. What are you waiting for? Visit our website at trendingtings.com to order your trendy item today. Trending Things. Does your business lack branding, having difficulty realizing your vision? Look no further. Splinth Brand Design Consultancy 
specializes in developing personal and business brands. Services include strategic management, website creation, social media branding, and more. Visit them online at www.wearesplint.com. Splint, the branch you need to succeed. So welcome back. So just before we went on the break, I was about to, well, I started asking the question, so I'm going to ask it again. So there's somebody listening or watching, and they're saying, as a parent, or maybe not even a parent, and they're saying, that whole idea of just letting them be. I'm the parent. I'm the one who's supposed to point them in a practical direction. It almost makes me feel as if if I do that, I'm not doing what is expected of me as a parent. What's your response to that? I think I might have uh, expressed that maybe not exactly right. I, I don't really mean, Noreen, to let them be. Mm -hmm. I mean, to to uh, try to ascertain who they are becoming, okay. really try. And the only way, only tool we have, because they don't really talk much, they don't have a whole lot of words yet. Mm -hmm. The only tools we have is to look at their life. What are they doing? How are they doing it? Do they, do they like one sport more than another? Do they like one group of people more than another? We have to pay attention to that. Now, how do we do that? We have to get involved in their life without being in their life. So I remember taking them to school and looking at all the kids who they first made contact with and then, mm -hmm. you know, say, why don't that, that kid you just talked to out there, why don't you ask him to come over after school? And I would start to learn about their lives uh, because they were having their separate life. They were, now they're gone six, seven hours in the daytime and making decisions about what they may want to eat more often i did not let them be mm. but i did try to let them become and there's a difference i and it doesn't mean i wanted them to become uh anything i wanted to try to help give them a framework in which they could be if they liked it as much as i liked it mm. um, and one of the topics that is a really important and it's in the book it's a chapter on respect and how it's probably going to be the one more the more larger of the topics when i write the treading water book for teenagers we have to uh, find we have to respect them as especially as teenagers even though they mm -hmm. are doing all kinds of behaviors that aren't exactly that great right mm -hmm. and uh, but that doesn't mean that the person they really are inside isn't also really great and so i always try to look at and find that person in every event that happened and all those tr struggles with the school issues and abandonment issues some other friends and things they couldn't do because they we had to do something else their their issues are big issues even though to us they're maybe not right mm -hmm. but to them mm -hmm. when they're happening to them they're big and we have to respect that most parents are just too tired <laughs> and they're too worn out to spend that extra energy to really feel what's happening to that child they are still a child even though they're 13 or 14 yes we yes just, we can't let them be we have to really work hard to find out what's really happening in there 
And again, you got to want to do it. And you know, it some, a some, of time. somebody's listening and saying, yes, it's easy to say you, 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 you got to want to do it when it is that there's just so much to juggle. And in juggling a lot of times, even the best of intentions, as parents, I think a lot of parents sometimes think that they're they're falling short or they're probably almost one extreme to the other. So in their minds, like, how do I strike the balance and ensure that I'm really being patient and being tolerant and just, just really trying to make sure that I maintain that connection because I recognize from what I've observed and, and being around parents, if you lose that connection in that crucial period, say in, 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 the, in the tween years, you have a lot of repair work to do later if you're trying to bridge that gap. So how, how do you, you really find that balance, really stay connected when you're juggling everything, your own life as a parent, is trying to make sure that they're okay, you know, that they're provided for because that's a whole different ball game altogether you know, to then be patient and to allow them to become as, as you described just now. You are a very good teacher. And you're exactly right. We, we, we have to pick our points, not our battles. That's also another phrase I can't stand. We don't pick battles. We pick our points of opportunity. When can I get in there and say something to them that means something to me? And now, now we are sharing with them something that is valuable to us. At this age in their teenage lives, they're actually interested in that, whether they say it or not. They want to know who we are. And so we have to release that genuinely uh, with a sense of regard and respect for them and who they are and what, what they are trying to feel. And we have to pick these points carefully uh, and, and avoid arguing and talking and having positional, play, uh, positional um, points that we want to defend because we're getting nowhere in that. And we, it isn't easy. And I'm, I don't mean for any parent to think that I think it's easy, but I do think it's possible. And we're going to make mistakes. We can't be perfect. They can't mm -hmm. be perfect. So I pick the points of opportunity that I can really make a difference in them knowing who I am and usually when that happens, they're going to share something with me about who they are. This is how I learned about my boys. Years later, when I published this book, they were older. Uh, they were past their teens. They're just going into college. I asked them to write in the book. And they write a few things in the book about their experiences. When they were young, they remembered them. And as I am completely close with them now, as you probably imagine. But they, they aren't me, but they are quality humans. And that's kind of what I really care about for the most part. Mm -hmm. and, and the only way I could figure out in that very, very busy time, Noreen, and I was really busy trying to shuttle all those guys around all the time and mm -hmm. keep them, their lives full and rich and unencumbered, but also safe. Boy, that's a hard balancing act. And I, I can't agree with you more that it's a balancing act. Mm. 
But if we really take moments that we we see, oh my gosh, that he he got an F in his, hit this paper. Why did that happen? Go in there, find out why, not with a criti- critical point of view, right? Charlie, how did this happen? How did you how did you flunk this test? You know this stuff. And you're gonna find out something you never knew. That's a point of opportunity. You know, not what the heck did you do, Charlie? You know what I mean? As a role of parent, we have to do that sometimes. Yes. And we have to have a strong border for some things. Correct. But we need to loosen up on a lot of the other ones that we seem Mm. to hold on to just because we can, because we have the, uh, it's another thing I write about in the book is about control. How, what a big illusion that is. And it's especially an illusion in the teenage years. Mm. Unless what we're trying they, to connect, unless we're making the effort. One, one of the things that I'm, I'm, I'm getting for this conversation as we're wrapping up, though, Scott, is the whole idea that respect, you know, a lot is, 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 is really hinged on respect and the whole idea that how just a change of perspective sometimes can really make a world of a difference. And I'll tell you why I said that. You said just now that the whole when we talk about choosing our battles for you is is choosing points of opportunities, and I said to myself, you know, it would be such a I'm going to use this term loosely a wonderful world if sometimes rather than seeing seeing a lot of our encounters not just in terms of parent and, and child as as battles as more points of opportunities, what a difference that would really make. For relationships. Yeah. I mean, really, Noreen, if we want to build a first-class adult relationship, that has to be part of the formula. And there's no reason why we can't have first-class relationship with our children if we're willing to do it. Mm-hmm. And I love what you said just now, if we're willing to do it. What I think happens a lot of times is that people aren't willing to do that because, because they don't recognize that just like any other relationship, you have to be deliberate and intentional about how you relate to your children. And then they sometimes wonder, how is it that they'll relate to other adults better? And I use that term loosely, rather than at home. And it is really because the respect isn't there. It, it feels like a battle, like, like, like who's in control here and, and, and yeah. That's the battle and that's the fight that we try, should not get into because it's a non-winnable and we shouldn't be out there to try to win anyhow in the first place. But I think the whole perspective of generating, uh, we have to let them know that we, we care about them as people, as much as we care about their health, their safety, what they're doing, what their life's like, their grades. Those are things sure we have to care about, but the things we need to really impress them with is that we care about their person, who they are, and then try to you know support that if it's viable within the community. Mm-hmm. That's how we're going to end the conversation because I want as parents, as those who aspire to be parents, to recognize that at the end of the day, it is really about caring for for the one that God has entrusted you with. Thanks so much for sharing, Scott. You're welcome. It was very nice talking to you. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. This was Making It Last podcast. We're all about helping us to have better relationships. 
not just with ourselves, but with other people. I'm Noreen Daly. Until next time. Making it